The Fantasy Basketball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head over to betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io backslash SGPN. That's SoBet.io. .io backslash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hello and welcome into the Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is my co-host and confidant, Steve Amon. How are we doing, sir? Happy hump day. Happy hump day, Justin. We're back uh, almost to the all-star break here. Yep, yep. Uh, I think today, Wednesday, is the last uh, set of games here that we have until uh, we go into the break, and then we're going to be off, I believe, until next Wednesday. It's a full week off for the boys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, so we're uh, we're at a nice little butt end of that or book end of that. You know, we got uh, this week where we got the last uh, full uh, slate of games, and then we'll be right back next Wednesday after the All Star game. We'll probably have some reactions to that, and uh, you know, give some uh, some second half takes here. Uh, Fantasy wise, man, you know, I have a league that actually is in its last week of its matchup this week. So the second to last week was last week. We had the trade deadline. Now this week, I got a two-week matchup in fantasy. You know, I got these three games, or I'm sh- I should say these three days of games, and then I have the week off until next Wednesday, and then we come back for another, you know, whatever it is, four or five days of, uh, of fantasy basketball. So it's honestly kind of infuriating. It's, it's, it's been tough to manage, we'll say. Uh, I only get like five ads a week. At this point, I'm like, why are we, you know, why are we even doing daily rosters? You might as well just set it to weekly lineup. So coming down to the nitty gritty here, I have another league where we have a couple weeks left. So I, I like that, but I'm also in like first place. So I would also like that one to end soon. Um, but yeah, things are moving right along here. Uh, how was your, uh, your reaction to the trade deadline? Any uh, uh, of the big ones that really uh, shocked you? I, I was shocked that the Philly and Brooklyn deal got done. Um, I, it was, yeah. we touched on it. I know last week we kind of mentioned mm-hmm. all the players that were going to be throw-ins in there. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it just, it didn't seem like it was going to get done. And sure enough, Daryl Morey and the Sixers uh, brought James Harden to town and got Ben Simmons the hell out of there. Yeah, it was, it was quite the deal. James Harden and Paul Millsap for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. You know, I'm glad that, you know, Philly was able to hang on to, you know, Maxi and, and Thibault, at least I know that they were looking for them. I mean, let's just jump right into that trade. You know, I mean, any big winners uh, for you or any big losers here? Uh, so I think a big winner right now is going to be Seth Curry. Um, yeah. The, the Brooklyn has so many people out. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kyrie cannot play. He can't play tonight, and it's a road game, but it's right. you know, it's against the Knicks, so he can't play in New York. 
Um, mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity offensively um, to really get going there. Um, he'll he'll be uh, Andre Drummond kind of by default. He was kind of the backup center there in uh, yeah in Philly, but his offensive game is going to be called on a lot more. Um, so I think he's going to really benefit from this. Oh, absolutely. He goes from a reserve position to a starting position. Uh, Seth Curry, you know, is a starter for the 76ers, but he's going to be, you know, focused more so, you know, in, in the Nets lineup. And he's just going to get all of that sh- extra shooting volume that you would assume would come with Seth Curry, you know, with Joel and B just absolutely going off, you know, in the, the past month and a half or so, just constantly putting up over 25, 30 points every night. Like the guys have been a machine, but there have been, you know, some losers in that situation, you know, like guys like Seth Curry, Andre Drummond hasn't been able to make as much of an impact. So, Obviously, that's huge. And you're unloading Ben Simmons for James Harden. Like that part obviously is, is amazing. They also gave up, you know, a couple of first round picks, a 2022 first round pick and a 2027 first round pick. I'm not too concerned about that as far as fantasy goes. Seth Curry's first game with the Nets, he dropped 34 fantasy points, 23 points, seven rebounds, and five boards. He did have four turnovers, but they won the game 109 to 85. So, you know, Pretty solid line, I'd say. Um, I think you and I both have him tonight over 25 and a half against the Knicks. Is that right? Yes, we do. Yeah, so riding that Seth Curry hot hand. Uh, been looking good so far with the Nets. I do imagine, you know, when Irving and Simmons, you know, get into the lineup that, you know, he is going to have some reprieve in scoring. There's, you know, a little bit less opportunity here, but I think he's still going to play a, a lot. Like, he's going to be on the floor a lot, and he will be relied on for outside shooting. So, definitely a big winner there. Um I mean, Ben Simmons owners, you got to be pleased. If you hung on to him this long, like you you probably should get something out of him, whether it's in your fantasy playoffs or the last couple of weeks of your season. You know, like I mentioned, I'm in a league where we're in the last week or last matchup of our league, you know, right after the All-Star break. That's going to be it for the regular season. And that league, Ben Simmons may not play as much of an impact because mm-hmm. he's probably not going to play until he gets back from the All-Star break, if that. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you have like, what, three matchups in the fantasy playoffs. So, I mean, that could be helpful, but it should be something at least like all of that, you know, time that you waited and holding him on your um you know an il slot which is pretty valuable this season uh, you know that's going to come to fruition what do you think about james harden's prospects with the 76ers i feel like his production should be pretty much the same if not a little bit better yeah i i think his production is going to be higher personally um okay. i like i like just how him and Embiid will really complement each other um looking at the sixers team from last night when they got completely blown oh. out Good lord! Um, I I think they're gonna really need Harden. They're gonna call on him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're gonna get Embiid's gonna have his thirty points, but they're gonna right. need a complimentary scorer, and that's gonna be James Harden. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like they're gonna be playing the style of basketball that James Harden wants to play. That was one thing we heard that he wasn't pleased with the free flowing offense that they had there in uh, <laughs> Brooklyn, and he wants more. That's a nice like way to put ISO. it, free, free flowing. That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah, he wants, you know, he wants a little more ISO, and then mm-hmm. with him and Joel Embiid, uh, you know, a pick and roll is going to be something there. Oh, yeah, lots of pick and rolls. They're going to roll over the league with pick and rolls. I mean, I don't know if this means that, like, they're going to the, you know, to the championship, if they're going to the finals by any means, uh, but I do think it sets them up for success down the road. You know, if they were to add another piece here, you know, they'd be, I mean, I don't even I don't even know if they need to add another piece. Maxie's been playing well. They have Tobias Harris. I feel like they just need, need a little bit of help on the bench now, you know, with, uh, with Drummond out. Yes. He was a huge uh, player, you know, coming off the bench. I don't think Paul Millsap is going to do anything special, you know, in, in this first game. He had nine minutes 
nine points, three rebounds, and an assist, but it was a blowout. You know, they lost 135 to 87. So does that really even mean anything, you know? So uh, any other winners or losers that aren't involved in this trade, you know, from either of these two teams? Uh, right now, I don't have I don't have many for either team, um, mm. just because I I want to see once these guys get in the lineup. Where if right. if anything, there's temporary people that you could throw in your fantasy lineup um, that'll mm. help you while we you know we're waiting for Harden to get on the court, we're waiting for Simmons to get on the court. Um, right. But long term, I I have I haven't really been able to put my finger on anyone. Well, Patty Mills and Seth Curry are definitely going to be getting a lot of volume and production with Simmons and, and Irving out. You know, when Irving's back in the lineup, I suspect that's going to go down. Uh, but Patty Mills, Cam Thomas, and Seth Curry, I think, are guys at the guard and small forward position that can, you know, benefit from this, you know, more opportunity, right? Like James Harden not being there, not putting up as many shots. Simmons, you know, he's he's a good ball distributor, but it's not like he's going to be shooting a ton. You know, he doesn't have a lot of volume as far as shooting goes. Like that's not his game, right? Irving, he's a you got to say he's a winner when he's on the when he's on the court, right? Like yeah. he's going to have more opportunity to score. You know, I don't think that this trade necessarily puts them in you know, position to make a deep playoff run, you know, win healthy. You're looking at Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, Seth Curry, Kevin Durant, and Andre Drummond. It may, it sounds more dangerous on paper, in my opinion. Like, obviously, Kevin Durant's going to get his. Kyrie Irving is going to get his points. But how all these other guys are going to mix into that and how they're going to find success as a unit, you know, that's, you know, trial, trials out or juries out, I should say. Um, you know, we're not, we're going to have to wait for that for sure. And, Kevin Durant, you better get healthy quick if, if uh, you guys plan on making a deep run here. Uh, looks like he's set to return potentially at the beginning of March. That definitely give them enough time to get things rolling and you know get on the same page. So definitely like Cam Thomas, Seth Curry, and Patty Mills. While Irving and Simmons are out, I expect Simmons to be back uh, after the uh, after the All Star break. But I don't know. We'll see. All right, let's move over to another trade here. We've got uh, Daniel Thies returning to Boston. So Boston uh, gave away Dennis Schroeder, Enos Freedom, Bruno Fernando for Daniel Thies, who leaves Houston. Um, I don't know if there's necessarily a winner or loser in this trade, Steve. I feel like it's pretty even keel. Uh, I do have some some notes and some takes here on Enos Freedom that are you know kind of disappointing. But let's start with Daniel Thies and Dennis Schroeder. Uh, any love here for... Daniel Thies playing back with Boston, um, you know, in this blowout, you know, loss, he had 20 minutes on the floor, five points, nine rebounds, two assists and four blocks. Actually, that, that's, that's, that's nice to see out of Daniel Thies. But is there anything here though? He's 11% uh, rostered on Yahoo platforms. I, I don't think so. I think he's going to be a big body that just eats up minutes here and there for them. Obviously he had a good night out um, in mm -hmm. his first game with them. It was a blowout. Yeah. So can you do that? And you take away those four blocks. Yeah. Those four blocks are great. You're not going to get that in a night in and night out basis with Daniel right. Thies. Um, so really for Thies doesn't really do much for me. Um, mm -hmm. And for Schroeder, He's probably the biggest loser out of everyone on this on this trade. I I would say um, I don't yeah, even does, I I can't I can't picture what his role is with this team as he's I think he's I believe he's twenty eight not over the hill in any means but no they got guys like Kevin Porter uh, Jalen Green like mm -hmm. they have that youth that's going to be there or they hope to be their core for many years to come. Where, right. where does Schroeder get in there? He, he's he been pretty abysmal all year. Um, mm. And what's his minutes going to be like? Uh, I mean, well, so, if he's sitting at 25, mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to do much. Well, he wasn't getting 25 minutes a game with Boston. 
he in his first appearance he had 18 minutes with Houston, four points, three rebounds, five assists, and a steal. Like through 18 minutes, that's not bad. But I just don't understand why they haven't waived him. Like I assumed that Dennis Schroeder mm-hmm. would have been waived and cut and or bought out, you know, after this move because <clears throat> I don't know how he's going to fit. And I agree with you. Like he's got to play behind Kevin Porter, Jalen Green, Josh Christopher. You still have Eric Gordon, uh, Garrison Matthews, David Nwaba. Like. I'm not saying David Nwaba should be playing over Dennis Schroeder, but there's a lot of minutes to fill out there, and they're a young team. Like I just don't see him fitting in here. He has a very friendly contract. Maybe they do, maybe they want to hang on to that so they can maybe move it in the offseason. I, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't even know if he has a year left beyond this year, so they could no. let him walk. But I, you know, it's it's a very interesting move to me to get him off the roster. Uh, they were obviously making uh, room for Derek White, who we will get to here soon. But I don't know if you're aware of this, Steve, but behind Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, Dennis Schroeder was the third highest scorer on the team. He had recorded the third highest points scored, and he was coming off the bench. So it, it's kind of an unusual move for me. I just maybe he just wasn't fitting in with uh, with Boston, but. Unfortunately, his fantasy owners are taking the big L on this one. He's still 54% rostered. In his last two games, he scored 17 fantasy points, 18 and 19 minutes, and the 19 minutes was with Boston. You know, it's it's not really mm-hmm. that dissimilar, really. If, if anything, it's a worse situation, and he's on a really bad team. So uh, I do not like this move for him. Um, Enos Freedom uh, is getting just straight up blackballed here. Uh, it's it's pretty disappointing. The dude has been speaking out like constantly about uh, the good old Republic of China, telling people to boycott the Olympics. I mean, I don't I didn't really follow any of this stuff, but like just humor me for a second here, Steve. If you Google China human rights violations, I'm going to read to you the little Google fragment. This is not opinionated. This isn't like right wing or left wing or anything like that. This is just Google telling you, hey, this is like a very, you know, in-frame version of what's going on here. Like, this is as much as we can break it down. China human rights violations per Google. Documented human rights abuses include coercive population control methods, forced labor, arbitrary detention in internment camps, torture, physical and sexual abuse, mass surveillance, family separation, and repression of cultural and religious expression. Now, I get it, the NBA. You're in bed with China. I, I don't know if you remember this, Steve, but back in like 2020, uh, Daryl Morley, uh, Morley, who was oh, yeah. the, the Houston GM, he spoke out about protests happening in Hong Kong, and China was like, hey, I don't think so, buddy. We, they, they pulled the NBA off of their, uh, like their government-controlled television. And then there was another streaming app that was active in China that has access to NBA games, and they just pulled Rockets games. That's it. Like, And in that little spread, in that window... The NBA lost, apparently lost like over $200 million. Uh, there are rumors that Enos Freedom is being blackballed here. Uh, an anonymous GM came out and said like, oh, yeah, I just don't think he's got it. You know, I don't think he's not getting a job because uh, of anything he says or does. It's because of how he plays. Like, Steve, these people are smoking crack, man. Like, I don't understand here. Like, Enos Freedom, Cantor, quote unquote, he's finished as a top 15 uh, in player efficiency the last four years. I, I don't understand at all. In his last game, he played 12 minutes and had 12 rebounds when he played. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't get any of this. I have to believe that you believe that there are teams that need Enos Freedom right now. Of course. I mean, as a Chicago Bulls fan, wouldn't that be kind of the guy that you would want to target? Uh, all you yeah. need for, for what Enos Cantor does, you're not asking him to put in a you know, bucket after bucket, you're asking him to eat minutes in the paint, bang with the other team's big guy, uh, play play good enough defense and grab rebounds. And that's what he's doing. We just talked about Paul Millsap being in a trade for God's yeah. sake. 
you're telling me Cantor can't give you that output or better? That that seems that seems a little off to me. Blackballed. I will take him on the Bulls any day and twice on Tuesdays. No issues whatsoever. Uh, there are plenty of teams that could use him out there. The, the Lakers can use him. I don't care what anybody says. Like you're telling me with Carmelo Anthony out, you can't you can't sign Enos Freedom to to surplant Stanley Johnson. Are you kidding me? Um, like, real quick though, isn't there some beef between LeBron and Enos Cantor? Maybe a little bit regarding. Oh yeah, I guess these? that's I guess that's true. You're about a thousand percent on that one. Yeah, you're the right. Because yeah, would not sign off on that one. Yeah, well, yeah, Le- LeBron M. Yeah, would would not sign <laughs> off on that for for sure. You're yeah, very good point there. Very good point there. But you know what I mean? Like like you mentioned, like yeah. Paul Millsap. Oh, yeah. Like what what are you talking about? Like the Nets could use him. Um, Dallas, oh my God, Dallas would love to have him. They traded mm-hmm. away Porzingis. Another one we'll get to here soon, but they're looking at you know Dorian Finney-Smith at the four and Davis Bertans. Come on, like you're telling me this guy can't play 20 minutes somewhere on a regular basis? I think it's a joke. Uh, I think the NBA is thinking with their pockets, not their heads. Um, yeah, words out. Don't pick up uh, freedom uh, right now. He's he's a he's a far cry in fantasy, and it, it may look that way in the NBA league for some time here. I, I hope he finds work, though. Uh, anyone speaking out against the things that I just listed seems like basic arithmetic <laughs> to the human condition. Like, I don't know what the hell <laughs> we have a problem with here. Like, 200 billion or 200 million, whatever we lost on uh, in 2020 with uh, from Daryl Worley's uh, mouth or his comments, whatever. Apparently, that was enough to, to shift the paradigm in the, in the NBA, who believes that they are going to uh, lessen the tensions between China and America with their, you know, with their networking. Yeah, good luck with that, NBA. You're killing me. You're killing me. <laughs> All right, next up, we kind of um, uh, jumped the gun on this one. We got Porzingis coming to D.C., going to the Wizards. Uh, the Wizards give up Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. Uh, winners and losers here, Steve. Who do you like? I I guess I like uh, Spencer Dinwiddie a little bit more. I think the Mavericks are going to have him in a way better role than where the Wizards have had him. Uh, once Beal went down, they were kind of calling on Dinwiddie to be one of their major initiators of their offense, and he's coming off his second torn ACL. Um, mm-hmm. it, it just was it was too much for him to be able to do. He his numbers dipped. He was becoming to be incredibly inefficient. Um, so I think you send him over here, you send him to the Mavs, he's going to be running. Obviously, their backcourt already consists of Jalen Brunson and Luka Doncic, who are having wonderful years. So he gets mm-hmm. to kind of command that second unit, and I, I think he can benefit here. Um, we're going to have to see where his minutes are going to be at. Um, first game, they had him in 23 minutes, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's something to monitor. Um other winners of this trade for the people who were in it, I I don't know if I love Kristaps going to that Wizards team. We've heard about some of the dysfunction that they've had in there almost all year, and you hear mm-hmm. Bertans even came out and spoke about it about how no one's happy with their role, you know, night in and night out. You're constantly having bickering and bickering. I right. I don't think that's a great environment for for Porzingis. I think he'll end up having an issue with his role. 
Okay. Well, I, we're, we actually have differing differing opinions here. I think Dinwiddie is a loser, and I think Porzingis is a winner, at least fantasy-wise. Uh, Dinwiddie, he was, I mean, he was a starter for the Wizards. Now he's going to a reserve position, you know, behind Doncic and Brunson. And even when he's on the floor with one over the other, you know, Brunson and Doncic are kind of like those those scores that they what they need, right? So I don't ex- I, I like I like what you said there about him leading that second group, which they really don't have much of. You know, the second group you're looking at, you know, Dinwiddie. Uh, Frank, uh, McClint, oh, I can't even pronounce it. Yep. Him or Sterling Brown off the bench at the two. Uh, you know, Josh Green, Davis Bertans, and Maxi Kleber. Maxi Kleber actually been doing all right with uh, Porzingis out. Uh, I kind of would have expected Dwight Powell and Kleber to, you know, their stock to go up. Um, I guess Dorian Finney-Smith kind of in that same breath if they're going to start him at the four. I don't really understand that. I feel like. I don't really like the swap for the the Mavericks because they already have Doncic and Brunson and Reggie Bullock can play at the two guard as well. I mean, I guess they do need someone to come um, come in and give Luca some reprieve at the one, but this is the Doncic show now. Like he's they are going to go as far as he can carry them. I feel like you know this is like another piece where you could throw in um, Enos Freedom because they just look so bleak in the paint, you know. Uh, Dinwiddie going to be playing less minutes. I feel like his production is going to go down as far as like, you know, total fantasy value and Porzingis with Beal out. I don't really know who else they're going to rely on other than Kuzma and him. So I feel like his production should go up, you know, not playing with a ball dominator like Luka Doncic anymore. You know, if Beal was there, I'd say it's probably like an even unilateral move for him, you know, as far as like uh, stock value goes in fantasy. But for the rest of the season, when he's on the floor, I would assume that his average numbers would be, you know, higher than what they would have been um, with uh, with uh, the Mavericks. So I think it's a, I think it's a good move for him as far as production goes. Long term, sounds like there is some turmoil in DC, like you mentioned. It may not be where he's going to stay, you know, forever. You know, we'll say no concerns with Porzingis knee injury. That's another reason why I I mean you could very well see we come back from All Star break he has another flare up in this right knee. Mm-hmm. Do they shut him down? You know, does he shut himself down almost for the year? Well, yeah, I mean, but that that could have happened with either team, right? You know, because he he was injured before the trade, so if even makes the Mavericks, you know, kind of a, a winner here if that's the case. That's if what I, I, just, yeah, I think them if, getting him out of town. I, they kind of had saw what mm-hmm. he was going to bring to the team. Was right. it going to bring anything that they hadn't seen yet? Um, so I, I like this move for the Mavs. Yeah, it's it's just really interesting. They're fifth in the West. I, I, it's just kind of odd to me, you know, with, with the lack of depth that they have in the paint. So, uh, Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell, they're going to be the guys going forward down there. Uh, you definitely want to own one of them for sure. Um, if one of them were to get hurt, you know, you're going to have a ton of, um, usage increase. All right. Next up, we have uh, Montrez Harrell headed to Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte gets Montrez Harrell and they give up to DC ish Smith and Vernon Carey Jr. Vernon Carey not doing much of anything. I think he's played like three minutes total in the last like 14 <laughs> games. Ish Smith, though, you know, kind of staying here with uh, with DC. I, I feel like there might be something there. He's only playing behind uh, Raul Neto, you know, and you have Corey Kisbert and uh, Denny Avija at the two, you know, like I feel like there should be some production available for, uh, available for him, but. Uh, for me, the big winner here is Montrez Harrell. You get off of the off the leash with all those um, uh, big men that he was playing around. You know, Thomas Bryant, Daniel Gafford, Rui, uh, Kyle Kuzma. Like, I feel like you know he's off the leash now. He should be a, a huge piece uh, for Charlotte going forward. Here, I mean, you guys, if you're listening, listeners of the show, you hear me banging his drum all the time. Being one of the most efficient big men in the league this year, you know, still a top ten player uh, in this per score of I think like twenty four point five or so. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Miles Plumley did have a big game uh, in their last mm-hmm. game. I, don't, I think it was Harrell's like second, but I feel like they're going to work well together. If, but I still think that Harrell fits better in the lineup because he's more athletic. He's going to uh, play better in transition. He plays defense, and he can just do a little bit of everything: score, rebound, dish, dish it out. Plumley, I feel like his you know his major upside is just his size. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's a legit big man. Montrez Harrell, I think, is under seven foot, and he plays the center position. So I feel like you know. They can use him with the way that they with the way that they run their offense, but I feel like they're going to be a very good tandem. Uh, what do you, what do you think about these guys? Yeah, you, you hit every single point I really have on that. Uh, Montres Harrell, they're not going to ask him to put in all that many points, but hey, if you can get 10, 12 points out of him on the night, you're fine with that because they play an up tempo offense that he's. They just need him running the floor, grabbing the boards, um, working on the glass. Um, and defensively is really where he's going to be. Um, Hornets have plenty of people that could score the ball. No need for him to do that. And mm-hmm. he'll, he'll get plenty of opportunity to be grabbing rebounds out there for a high-scoring team who take plenty of shots. The opportunities are going to be there. Um, yeah, I, I love this for him. Yeah, I think he's going to be solid. He's going to be going. He's going to be going from playing, you know, nineteen to twenty-three minutes a night to playing, you know, twenty-six to thirty-five. You know, like the usage is just just going to go up because he's going to be on the floor so much more. Uh, in his last game, he played thirty-four minutes. I think that's probably the most minutes he's played all season. Uh, Twelve a point, twelve points, seven rebounds, two assists, a steal, and two blocks. Pretty solid. P- pretty solid. Can't hate it. Uh, Memphis. Oh, yeah, they did play in that game too. Uh, had 29 point or 29 minutes, uh, 20 points, nine rebounds, and two assists, no blocks or steals. But uh, I can't, I can't hate on these numbers whatsoever. Like I feel like he's only going to grow. Uh, at least his role will continue to expand. Um, Ish Smith too, like not bad in deeper leagues. You know, no, yeah, 14 I think I- 16 team league. Like I think he's very ownable. Yeah, I think it would have to be a deeper league, obviously. Uh, but they went out and they got him, moving Harrell for him. It's a return to Washington. He's familiar. Mm-hmm with them already. So I think they're going to ask him to, you know, to eat, especially if someone's got to fill that Spencer Dinwiddie role. And it looks like a lot of that is going to be ate up by Ish Smith. Yeah. I I don't hate it. Uh, He's also played with DC before. So he's very familiar with the team, very familiar with the, um, with the area. So I I think he's going to have a decent little finish to the season. You know, his last game, he had 20 minutes, eight points, two rebounds, six assists and a steal. Not bad. Uh, His first game back with DC, 20 minutes again, you know, very, very consistent here, very on brand. Nine <laughs> points, two rebounds, five assists, three steals on a block. Like these are these are desirable numbers, you know, especially in points based leagues. You know, if you're in categories, maybe not so much unless you're just like really, um, you know, digging deep in the bag for defensive stats. You know, I, I don't think the multiple steals a night is going to be a regular thing. So, yeah, definitely in deeper formats, but he'll, uh, he'll hold some value. He's going to get on the floor. All right, we're going to get into our next trade, but it's going to be after a short break. We're going to hit a quick word from the sponsors. Be right back. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and of course, college football. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. Check out the bet $5 to win 400 in free bets. 
Also, you can win a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in Los Angeles. Bet $20 on WinBets, build your own bet feature, and earn a chance to win a once-in-a-lifetime experience for the big game. You and three guests will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse, two nights at Win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet at Win Las Vegas Sportsbook, and a $5,000 travel credit. You can't beat it. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer, risk-free, $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors, just like yourself. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. Okay, and we're back. We are going over our uh, reactions to the NBA trade trade deadline. Next up, we have uh, Tory Craig going back to Phoenix. So they uh, Phoenix traded Jalen Smith uh, and a future second round pick straight up for Tory Craig. I think it's very easy, Steve. Jalen Smith wins. Tory Craig owners lose. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think Tory Craig's just going to go back to Phoenix, kind of play that defensive stopper role for them where and he's got versatility where he can play you know all the way down from a two up to a four um there there that was a move for Tory Craig that's just gearing of already good Suns team up for the playoffs mm-hmm. um J- Jalen Smith obviously being the key piece in this trade and a huge get for Indiana I love it. Jalen Smith is going to go from playing behind Jay Crowder, DeAndre Ayton, Bizback Biombo, JaVel McGee, and now he's like in the starting lineup like every night. Like it's either him or O'Shea Brissett. Uh, honestly, O'Shea Brissett has been playing very well. He, you know, he's definitely a winner of Tory Craig getting out of town. Same thing with Sabanis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we reviewed that that trade last week. You know, we were not going to be on that one tonight. Um, so yeah, like when Sabanis left, everyone's like, "Oh, well, Tory Craig stocks up for sure. This looks nice." Then immediately they trade him on the on the deadline day, and his stock goes to the basement. So like Tory Craig, in my opinion, should not be owned in, in fantasy. Like in his last game, no. uh, he had 13 minutes, no points, seven rebounds, no assists. Like what? What are you doing? Uh, Jalen Smith, much less competition to get on the floor. You know, you're like I said, O'Shea Brissett, um, Isaiah Jackson, he's out. Tristan Thompson, he's healthy tonight, but they're also missing Goga Batazzi this evening, and Miles Turner is still out. So I think for um, the near time, Jalen Smith is going to be pretty solid. 17 minutes in his last game, 11 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. Can't knock it around. Uh, the f- Two games ago, he had 23 minutes, 17 and 12. Like I, I think he's going to grow with Indiana. I think it's a great opportunity for him. If you didn't own Jalen Smith, then you need to go pick him up. Uh, if you did own him, I don't know why you still owned him, but yeah, well done. Like it's, it's going to work out for you here down the stretch of the season. Well, Justin, as a big Goga fan, does <sighs> does this eat into any of his minutes? But you know, once once they maybe return Miles Turner, I think what it I don't think it'll <laughs> I don't think it will affect Goga. And I am a big Goga guy. I'm I'm that he's out tonight. I had a prop uh, for over 18 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. That should have been a lock. Uh, Isaiah Jackson is also filled in. He's been nice. But what I think you're going to see is, is that Goga, Isaiah Jackson, 
Tristan Thompson are going to man that center position like lock solid. And you're going to see O'Shea Brissett and Jalen Smith just really trade minutes at the power forward position uh, until one of them, you know, just rises over the other, right? Like until one just says like, hey, this production means I'm the guy now. But man, I'll tell you what, O'Shea Brissett's been looking pretty good since the deadline. His last game was a dud. He had 27 minutes, six points, two rebounds and assists. But the two games immediately after the trades, he played 38 and 37 minutes. He finished 18, 11 and three on the 11th. And on the 13th, he finished 22, 13 and two, like, Wow, like that's that's solid. I I was saying like Jalen Smith, he's gonna come in, he's gonna be the guy over him. O'Shea said was like, no, I read that article, ain't happening, pal. I don't think so. I'm here to play, and yeah, by all means, he he is absolutely right now, you know, a winner from all of these moves. You know, getting rid of Craig, uh, getting rid of Sabanis. Um, I honestly, I really like this lineup. Did you see Buddy Heal the other night drop thirty six? Huge night for Buddy. What? That, what? And Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, he looks Woo. he looks great Woo. in that offense too. They Woo. their future could be bright if they can retain all these people. I I actually like this lineup a lot. You know, you got Malcolm Brogdon, Tyrese Halliburton, Chris Duarte having an amazing rookie season. Buddy Heald, the resurgence of Lance Stevenson. Like blowing your ear, <laughs> baby. Let's go. O'Shea Brissett, Jalen Smith, some young big guys. I'm a big Goga Batazzi uh, guy. He just looks like a mammoth on the floor. Isaiah Jackson, like I'm not high, I'm not low on him, I'm you know, pretty even keel, but uh, love me some Miles Turner. You know, like I feel like the, the future is looking pretty good right now for the Pacers. Uh, definitely got to get over to Indy and, and, and catch a game because um, these guys are going to be solid. And they were even talking about moving on for Buddy Heald. We were talking about that last week. They're like, oh, they might move him. Like, man, Buddy does. Buddy likes Indy. <laughs> it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's worse, like the way that Sacramento treats its players, or the way the NBA is treating Enos Freedom. You know, I I, I don't get it because <laughs> these two come over to Indy and they're just like, I mean, they were bright shining stars for for uh, Sacramento, but I just don't think they were ready to play like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, I I think it's an indictment. I don't even know if they like Indy that much. I think they hated Sacramento <laughs> that much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And Sacramento, you, they're not out of the doghouse. We're coming back to the Marvin Bagley trade here soon. But oh, yeah. uh, let's move on to the next one. We're back with Boston. We got Boston getting Derek White. Uh, San Antonio getting back Josh Richardson, a 2022 first-round pick protected, one through four, and Romeo Lankford. Um, so really, it's pretty simple here. Josh Richardson isn't doing anything this season. It doesn't appear like he's going to be doing anything for San Antonio. So this is pretty much just an all-out Derek White trade. Uh, you know, aesthetically, I thought that, you know, Derek White wouldn't be a good fit with uh, with Boston. But when I look at the numbers, like I, I like it more and more and more. You know, they got they lost Marcus Smart in that in that uh, big loss last night. Derek White's going to be starting at the point guard position. I don't know, man. I feel like he's going to be a huge winner in this trade, especially as fantasy owners, I should say. Yeah, I, I like I like this move. Um, obviously, with Marcus Smart out, it's it's a place for him to fit in. But when this f- trade first went down, I was kind of just scratching my head because it was like, does Boston really need another guard? It seems like they've been guard heavy mm-hmm. for, for some time now. Um, obviously, right. though, they've moved on. Schroeder's gone. So, yeah, this mm-hmm. is this is a guy who could slide in, play their point guard, and he's probably going to play it pretty well. He doesn't have to do a lot of the scoring, but he can also drop in 15 points you know, for you on a given night. Um, Grimes with a three, baby. There we go. I need that. I need that. Yeah, yeah I know you did. So, he, caught, he literally caught one in transition. I swear to God, he was about to travel. He just chucked it up and nailed it. Let's go. Let's I go. Uh, Nick's um, on an 18 yeah, run to start the game. 
Derek, Derek White, I think, is really the only piece of this. Josh Richardson, yeah. yikes. The downturn his career has taken since he was on the uh, Sixers has really mm-hmm. just just taken a nosedive. Um, but I like Derek White, and I think for his owners, gets him out of San Antonio, and it's going right. to get him on a good team that's going to create a lot of opportunities for his – I think his assists are going to go up through the roof. They should definitely with Marcus Smart out. You know, I love this lineup though with Marcus Smart in. You know, Marcus Smart, Derek White, Brown, Tatum, and Robert Williams. Besides Williams, because he's a big man, you know, he averages about two blocks per game. Those other four starters all average over a steal per game. You know, their wow. defense is going to go up. Their transition game is going to increase. You know, that that that's the best way you can use Derek White is is run him in transi- transition, let him dish the ball, moving up the floor with speed, and let him play defense. Like he's averaging fourteen and a half points uh, this this season, three and a half rebounds, and five and a half assists. Like there is a lot to like about this guy. Uh, one, one of my favorite players to watch play. Uh, hated when he missed all of last year with injury. I've loved him on my fantasy team this season. Would love for him to just like really finish things out strong for me. These um, really these next four weeks are what I really need from him. So I mean, I, I don't wish injury on Marcus Smart, but if he is out for a little bit longer than he needs to be, I would not be disappointed. So uh, hopefully, I can get some extra out of him. I also like the stocks for. Uh, Doug McDermott in fantasy, Devin Vassell, Lonnie Walker. I think clearing out Derek White uh, from the lineup is obviously going to open up more opportunities for those guys. Josh Richardson wasn't used at all in his first uh, couple appearances here with the San Antonio Spurs. So, yeah, he wasn't on anyone's radar. He wasn't doing anything in fantasy. So, obviously, he's not ownable. But, you know, looking at the the Spurs side of things, those guys, like I mentioned, Vassell, Walker, Doug McDermott, even DeJounta Murray, you know, he's going to get more assists for sure. He's, he's not going to be splitting up those uh, distribution touches. Um, so, yeah, some nice pieces there. For the Celtics, there's no real losers because they had, you know, Schroeder leave. Marcus Smart was hurt. You know, Peyton Pritchard should get some more minutes now, you know, with, with Smart out. But obviously, that's not a, like a winner-loser factor in the trade. So, yeah, white owners should be happy. Um, I, I feel like aesthetically people are going to be disappointed with that. Uh, I was not. I was I was very happy to see that move. All right. Uh, next one up here, we've got a four-team deal. Some players not very relevant here. Uh, we've got uh, Detroit, the Clippers, Milwaukee, and Sacramento uh, involved in a four-team trade. Detroit, they get Marvin uh, Marvin Bagley via Sacramento. The Clippers get Semi Alugile via Milwaukee and Rodney Hood via Milwaukee. Milwaukee gets Serge Ibaka from the Clippers. Sacramento gets Dante DiVincenzo from Milwaukee, Josh Jackson from Detroit, and Trey Lyles from Detroit. Let's start with Marvin Bagley. Do you think his stock is up or down going from Sacramento to Detroit? From like a fantasy perspective, we know that he loved to leave there. Like that, That's fantastic for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I personally think it's on, on the up. Um, I think they're going to give him plenty of opportunity because they want to evaluate, is this a serious long-term piece that we can have because they they're trying to build their young core right now so i think Mm -hmm. he's going to get plenty of minutes um we saw that first game that he had for them um no we haven't seen him have we seen him yet yeah 20 yeah yeah 21 minutes uh 10 points eight boards and an assist is subpar but i mean i i picked him up off of waivers I, i grabbed him yeah i i just think the opportunity is going to be there they're a struggling team um Mm -hmm. Who's obviously they don't shoot the ball that great. Um, right. I, I think that I think you're going to have an opportunity for him to be, you know, 10 10 on a given night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't hate. Like, you know, the, the team that I rostered him on, I'm hurting for rebounds. So I just went out there and got him. Hopefully he can get some more minutes. You know, the, uh, the 20, was it 21 minutes? 
yeah, yeah. 21 minutes isn't going to be enough for me to keep him in my lineup every night. You know, that's, you know, kind of plug and play type of uh, production or minutes. So hopefully, I, I, you know, I'd like to see him get up to like 25 to 27 minutes. You know, Jeremy Grant's going to be filling out a lot of the power forward uh, minutes. Sadiq Bay has been playing really well, so it's kind of hard to, you know, move Grant down the lineup uh, to open up space for more minutes for these other guys. But, you know, Isaiah Stewart, he's been kind of hot and cold all season. You know, recently he's been you know, pretty good. Yeah, Kelly Olnick that's getting a little bit older. Um, so I would say Olenek is a loser. Isaiah Stewart is a loser uh, just because Jeremy Grant obviously is going to continue to still play a ton of minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard to say what you're going to get out of Jeremy Grant for the rest of the season because, you know, the team is bad and, you know, he wanted to be moved at, moved at the deadline. But I think those guys are, are losers there. Um, Bagley, I don't know. I feel like the the production as far as fantasy goes, it's going to be pretty even to what he had in um, in Sacramento. Like, I, I just don't think it's going to be like booming production. So I think it's kind of a, an even keel move. But as time goes on, we could see him get some more minutes and more production. Hope, hoping for the best for him. Uh, next up, we've got Serge Ibaka now with uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Not a, not a bad option, you know. Milwaukee Bucks won the ship last year, going to a contender. Maybe the Clippers were a contender now that with all these upgrades, but I think it's a good spot for Serge. You know, isn't going to be asked to do too much, but he's been pl- playing a fair amount of minutes so far. Twenty four and thirty one minutes his first two games. Fantasy wise, it's uh, it's it's kind of meh. You know, seventeen and a half to twenty point four these first two games. It's not out of this world, but I don't know. What do you think about Surge? Doesn't seem really ownable to me. Do, doesn't scream, you know, own, being owned. But I, mm-hmm. I do think there there are given nights with what we've seen the Bucks already give him, and they are very, very thin and mm-hmm. big guys. Uh, you know, they, they're Brook Lopez is out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Bobby Portis obviously is still going to be getting a lot of minutes. Giannis, um, but I, I think you're going to be able to. S- slot Serge Ibaka in um, you know what you're going to get from him obviously not too many points but you're going to get your rebounds hopefully um, you get a few blocks um, mm-hmm. and and low turnovers so categories league if you were targeting you know if you're targeting blocks or you're targeting rebounds I, I think you could add him okay they signed De- DeAndre Pembry I wasn't aware of this I was just looking I at might, their... yeah I might have heard that actually yeah, it looks like they're bringing him in because Grayson Allen looks a little beat up. Uh, Wesley Matthews, same thing. This team needs a guard. This team needs Dennis Schroeder. They got George Hill who's out playing behind Drew Holiday. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think Serge is going to be pretty even keel here. He wasn't really doing anything with the Clippers, so obviously it's going to be better than what he was getting with the Clippers. I just don't know if it's ownable in fantasy. Like, I don't know if it's going to be a guy that you know you're going to keep on your team, or you're just going to constantly be dropping him and adding him just whenever you know the opportunity is given. Right? Um, Bobby Portis and Giannis are really the only guys ahead of him. Big loser here. It's Antetokounmpo, not Giannis. Thanasis. <laughs> poor, poor Thanasis. Yeah, he's going to lose some minutes. Jordan Orr is going to lose some minutes, but obviously, like Antetokounmpo, Giannis is always in the damn game. Like he's he's just going to be playing a ton of minutes. So. Surge, nice little reprieve to come in, grab boards, play defense. I don't hate it. But again, if Surge can still play in this league, so can Enos Freedom. Come on now. Yep, Man, definitely. Freedom just to make a point. <laughs> like, come on, people. Like, Jesus. I feel like people kind of group him in with, like, Ron Artest, you know, doing the whole Metal World Peace thing. But oh, yeah. Ron, Ron Artest wasn't yelling at anybody. Like, he wasn't, like, you know, yelling at another country, like, hey, stop doing that really bad stuff to people. Like, that's not nice. Mm-hmm. It's not good human behavior. Well, uh, Ron Artest was just punching fans in the stands instead. Well, 
Yeah, there's a big difference. You know, you, pu you punch your own people. That's your right. Ugh. Unless you're an athlete, you can just do whatever you want. <laughs> come back, Alvin Kamara. Come back. <laughs> too soon. Right. Too soon. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> I know they uh, they delayed like his hearing or whatever. They're just you know gonna wait it out. Wait till the news cools off. Take cover. All right, next up we've got uh, what Sacramento received, uh, Dante DiVincenzo and Trey, Trey Lyles. They also had, I believe, Josh Jackson, but he hasn't really done anything. Uh, DiVincenzo, I got to believe he's a winner here because he's just going to, again, get more opportunity like a lot of these other guys. He had 40 fantasy points in his uh, last game uh, with uh, with the Kings. You know, they lost by a lot. He you know, played 27 minutes, I'm assuming, out of the loss. Um, had 12 points, eight rebounds, two assists, five steals. Tifenchenzo, my goodness. I just don't know if this is going to be a regular regular occurrence here. But so far since coming over to Sacramento, he's had at least 20 fantasy points in each game. What do you think? Yeah, I think once they get fully healthy, it'll be it'll be a little bit tough for them because they Terrence Davis, you got Davion Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox mm -hmm. are, are obviously is going to be the lead guy. Uh, but you could mm -hmm. even throw Justin Holiday in the mix. So I think yep, I think it could yep. be tough for DiVincenzo, but I do think the opportunity will be there more than where it was, you know, when he was in Milwaukee running a bench role for them. Um, right, right. So yeah, it, it, there'll be there might be something there. Um, I'm not necessarily holding my breath for it though. Yeah, uh, I, it's not someone that I can bet on. I think that the production is obtainable. I think that you should go and pick him up if you are hurting for a guard. Uh, but if you start seeing him dip below 20 minutes or twenty, even 25 minutes, I guess, consistently, I just don't think it's going to work out. Like I, I think it'll be very similar to Milwaukee if that's the case. So as long as he's getting yep. 25 or more, I think he's definitely worth it. Um, just a quick update, Steve. Your boy Grimes, our boy, what am I talking about? He's uh, two for two from three-point land. We need that's one more. We need one more, and then we'll cash it. Uh, baby, it's the first quarter. We're good. We good. Oh, uh, He's got eight points as well, so I'm at 18 and a half on the, on the total points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, that check gonna, is going to cash. So, you know, that check is going to cash. You love to hear it. You love to hear it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, moving on to Trey Lyles. Um, ouch. Ouch. <laughs> uh, I, I, I said in my article, like when I was reviewing – uh, the trade deadline, like I really don't know what will happen with Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles, I, I I really didn't like. To me, I would start him. I would start him over Mo Harkless. I would start him over uh, Chimizi Mutu. They're not gonna, you know. And they they gave him three minutes in his first appearance. Like I, I don't know. Like I I just I don't understand this. He was playing well in Detroit. Like his last game in Detroit, he had eighteen minutes, twelve points, six boards, and an assist. Not bad. The game before that. 18, 18 minutes, 13 points, you know, no real other production. But I don't know. Like, am I crazy? Like, I feel like he's got a, a pretty well-rounded game. He's averaging 10 points, 4.7 rebounds, and one one and uh well, one assist. I'm not one and a half, just one assist a, a game this season. You know, in the paint, you're looking at Sabanis, Rashawn Holmes, Mo Harkless, Chimizi Mutu, and Trey Lyles. I feel like Trey Lyles should be ahead of those two, Harkless and Mutu. What what, what do you think about this situation? I think 100% he should be ahead of Harkless. Harkless doesn't have great size for a big guy, so I think that limits him with what he can do, mm -hmm. especially at that four. Um, mm -hmm. I I think you could you could make a case that he should jump both of them. Obviously, me too. I think he's he's better than um, there, but 
we're trying to figure out what the Sacramento Kings are doing. That that mm-hmm. in itself is damn near impossible. I mean, last week we even touched on it when they were trading for Sabonis. It's like what what direction really is this team in? And similar to what I how I knocked uh, Di Vincenzo, I, I think mm-hmm. a lot of this team's lineups is going to be a mix of just ro- rotating players in because they mm-hmm. have plenty. They're you know they have plenty of forwards and centers that they could just kind of mix and mix out, and they can do the same thing. Obviously, with your two key pieces being De'Aaron mm-hmm. Fox and Sabonis, um, th- yeah. So. I, do I think it's going to really account to much in the fantasy season? Not at all, um, especially with just how much of the season's left. Um, I don't think mm-hmm. he'll be able to, you know, get his get a presence in the Kings lineup. Um, but yeah, uh, I do. I do think you can make a case that he could go over Mo, Mo Harkless. I like him over uh, Chimizi Mutu as well. Like they're. Pretty similar players. I mean, Lyles has more NBA experience. I don't think any of these players are going to like you know play at the five at all. You have Sabonis and Rashawn Holmes there. I mean, I might be a weird person for saying this, but I think Sabonis should honestly be playing at the four, and you just put yes. in Rashawn Holmes at the at the five. Uh, they're both yeah, they're both big. Sabonis is six eleven, and 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 Holmes is six ten, but. That just that doesn't signal to me that Sabanis has to start over him. I think Rashawn Holmes is better than Harkless, me, uh, me too, and Lyles. You know what I mean? Like, this is a weird team, man. Like Sacramento, they are a weird, weird cat. Uh, De'Aaron Fox and Demontis Sabonis, like that's what you have. Like that's your your cornerstones for the future. I mm-hmm. don't see how they're going to be able to draw in players or bring in talent any offseason with with the way that they treat the, the treat their players. Uh, the systems that they run, the, their staff, like I, I do not get it. I do not get it. Uh, to me, it's, I, I mean, we talked about this last week. It should have been De'Aaron Fox on his way out the door, not Tyrese Halliburton. Yep. Seems seems like Indiana was like, well, that's cool and all, but you know, we'll take Halliburton instead. And the Kings were like, oh, okay, all right, ten four, <laughs> we got you. He's yours. To, like, I, I, to De'Aaron Fox's credit, though. Since mm-hmm. this trade and him with Sabonis, I, I think he's been doing very, very well. Um, kind of making a case where I could see where maybe you think you have a little bit more there with um, Fox over Halliburton. Halliburton, obviously the big thing being his age um, is mm-hmm. something that, yeah, I want every part of that. If I'm trying to build my team like the Kings are trying to do. Um, right. But yeah, interesting team. I think they're going to play a you know a, some tight games down the stretch. But I don't know mm. if it's going to be you know enough to even win them some of the games. I think they might play them tough for three and a half quarters, and then when it gets down to crunch time, you know you, they tend to lose it. They're in both teams, Indiana and Sacramento, are both thirteenth in their conference. Sacramento twenty two and thirty seven. They're <clears throat> they're not going to make it to any play in game. You know what I mean? Like that's that's just not going to happen. Uh, all the competition ahead of them, I think, will stay you know ahead of them. This this entire. I don't see <clears throat> the Spurs going backwards. I don't see the Pelicans going backwards over Sacramento. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think they're they're building for the future for sure. All right, we're going to head out of here. Uh, it's been a very uh, good show, part two of the trade deadline reactions. But first, Steve, we got. Uh, you know, we got the All Star Game coming up here. I want to ask you, who do you think is going to win the Slam Dunk competition? We got uh, Cole Anthony of the Magic, Juan Toscano Anderson, Golden State, weird ad, okay, <laughs> weird flex NBA, uh, Ob Toppin, New York Knicks, and Jalen Green of the Houston Rockets. Who do you like out of this group here? 
Ooh. I might Did have anybody to go... just sign up like like yeah. Juan Toscano Anderson? Like what the hell? Like you're telling me back in the day they got to watch Michael Jordan be in the dunk contest and we're stuck with this? Like no offense to Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony is one who I just him being, you know, a little guard, I do kind of mm. wish he could pull it out. Uh, sure, yeah. But it, if I if as a betting man, I I got to go ain't no stopping Obi Toppin baby. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that. I wish I had the odds pulled up um, for the players here listed. Like, yeah, like Toppin's a flyer. You know, like mm-hmm. he would, he would, he would be my uh, my pick if I was, um, you know, if I was wagering. I would, I would definitely be be looking at him. Uh, I hope it's entertaining because, yeah, you're right, man. Like, with all the players that we have in this league, and you're giving us this, like, I feel like it's like a sign up sheet in the locker room. Like, what, like, what the hell? It's like who's taking the water home tonight? Like, what? I don't get it. You know. Players who uh, shouldn't even be sniffing All Star re- Weekend, you know, are getting arguably the top yeah. event for the NBA. It's it's very odd. Um, like, if you're yeah. LeBron, wouldn't you rather be in the dunk competition than the All Star Game itself? Like, the All Star Game doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but LeBron's a cornball who likes rubbing elbows with all those people constantly. And he, he, he can't yeah. take the spotlight off of him. I mean, but it, it's to your point, though, he should also be in a, in a um, dunk contest. Like, I, I just don't get it. Like, why don't you kind of cement that, you know, win another thing in the NBA? You've, you've won everything else. Come on. Right, yeah. But, like, guys like Giannis, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., like, oh, my gosh. DeMar DeRozan, mm-hmm. like. You guys can't take like twenty minutes to you know come into a dunk contest. Like even Russell Westbrook, like like everyone's hating on this dude this season, but he would be great in the dunk contest. I I I don't understand some of this. It's weird. Yeah, I I would be curious if you look back like through the years of the different contestants. I wonder mm-hmm. when this switch. You know, because we were for a while, we were at least getting like Dwight Howard. Um, right, right. Nate Robinson wasn't, you know, obviously a star in the NBA, but an mm. electric dunker. Aaron, Aaron Gordon was doing some cool stuff. Eric, yep, exactly. Um, so I, I would be curious is when did this really just kind of jump the shark? And now it's like, who the hell are these guys? Honestly, I feel like I, I mean, I may I may be way off here, but I feel like it's a generational thing. Look at all all star games. No one gives a shit. Like I watched oh, the yeah. NHL All Star Game, it was pathetic. Like these, no. like you can look, you can look on their faces. They do not care. Austin Matthews of the NHL is like the face of the league or upcoming mm-hmm. face of the of the league, and he's just like, eh. You can just see, like, it's just not interested. You know what I mean? Uh, the 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 NFL, the Pro Bowl. Oh the my Pro gosh, Bowl. they're two they're playing touch. two hand touch out there. They're playing two Come hand on. touch. Like get flags on their asses. Like you know, I mean, mm-hmm. like flag football would be cool. You know what I mean? Like, if they're going to play two-hand touch, let's get out the flags. Let's do some weird-ass play calling, you know? Like, I I don't know, man. All-star games are, are pretty dead to me. I, they're they're definitely, like, fan fanfare experiences. But if you have all of these fans showing up for this great time and you just have players coming out and like, eh, 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 you know, like, it's it's just – it's a bad uh, it's a bad vibe. It's a bad look. I don't like it. Uh, well, what's that uh, – what's the – Event this uh, NBA All Star Weekend. You got a bunch of guards. They run the course. What's that called? Why am I blanking on this? Right, skills competition. Well, yeah, skills competition. You know, it's part of the dunk contest. Are you th- yeah. are you talking about like the like the the, the guard one, like where Chris Paul yes. is just like walking yes. through all this and he looks like he's floating with a ball in his hand? Yes, that's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. I 
I saw something. I think they got a team of like the all the uh, Giannis and all his brothers are on there. Why the hell are his brothers even doing any event at All Star Game? They are bottom of the bench. Like I get it, you know. Oh, it's Giannis is gonna be is damn near the face of the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an absolute animal, but uh, nepotism, nepotism. Yeah, it's you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's 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 for sure. Like uh, like oh yeah, well you know we'll, we'll give this guy a shot. He is his last name's Antetokounmpo, so it's gonna work out. Like what? Like honestly, man, I'm more excited for the celebrity game. I want to see Miles Garrett get like. 50 points. You know? <laughs> I want to see Adam Sandler and Miles Garrett running the pick and roll, you know, on, on Bieber and I don't know, a retired NBA player. I don't, I don't know who else is going to be in there. I don't know another, another big man. Uh, that's a, that's a celebrity, but yeah, I, w- I want to see Adam Sandler and Miles Garrett running the pick and roll, you know, like that would be just like, that would that'd be worth all of it. We're watching yeah, all that, the terribleness. That's a hell of a sight too. If you just saw Miles Garrett getting deed up by Justin Bieber on like an ISO that that's not <laughs> fair. Come on. Oh man. That would be great. That'd be great. I, yeah, I just want to see a couple of alley-oops from uh, the Sandman to miles Garrett and you know, I'll turn it off and go to bed. A happy guy. All right. This was a fun one, but a long one. Uh, take care. Be well, Steve, let everybody know where they can find you. Find me on Twitter at Steven Haman, S T E P H E N. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go follow Steve on Twitter, and you can find me on Twitter at T-I-T-T-H-J-B. And be sure to follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at Gambling Podcast on Twitter. Take care. Be well. Be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.